0: You all ready for? I want to give you a little disclaimer. This is a mini message. All right. This is this is an abbreviated message. Uh, call it a devotional if you'd like. But I am a little nervous. Y'all know what I'm nervous today? I'm nervous because if I preach 10 minutes today, you're going to think that that becomes the norm here. All right. And I just want to make it really clear that that's not likely to be repeated very frequently. All right. So today it's about 10 minute a little devotional because we've got the kids. Everybody's with us. And uh, so we'll make it really short and to the point. But uh, don't expect it next week. All right. Everybody ready? Father, we thank you for the Word of God. We thank you has the power to feed us and to change our lives. And Lord, we we turn to Scripture so that uh, we receive that life-giving impartation of your truth. Bless this and build us up and equip us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. This morning I want to share with you about remembering our benefits. Remembering our benefits. I bet this is true for you. I know it is. Most people I talk to, if you apply for a new job, maybe they describe to you okay here's what you're going to be doing here's what your pay is one of the first questions you ask is what what are my benefits what's the benefits package and hr department will make sure that you understand what those are did you know that as god's children as god's people that he also has a benefits package for all of us Yes, in Christ, when we're in Christ, there are certain benefits with going, goes along with simply being a believer. And there is a particular psalm that talks about this, and it's a, I picked a psalm that I knew would be a little bit familiar to you, and so I want us just to review a few of those together this morning. So turn your Bibles or your devices to Psalm chapter 103, Psalm 103, beginning in verse 1. And I want to read this out of the NIV, and that's what's on the screen for you. And then I'm going to give you a, a different translation for the first couple of verses so you can see a little nuance. It starts off like this. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And then he begins to list what some of those are in verse 3. Who forgives all your sins, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things, not bad things, good things, so that your youth is renewed Like the eagles. Now, let me read that part to you, first couple of verses in a in a different translation, the New Living Translation. It says this: Let all that I am praise the Lord. I really like that because it's suggesting to us exactly what the psalmist is saying. He's saying when you praise God, it needs to involve every part of you. It should be a full-throated, fully engaged worship and praise. We are made to be spirit creatures, but we have minds, we have emotions, we have bodies. And God wants us to use all of the above as we worship and praise God. So the psalmist is saying, Lord... I'm gonna praise you, but he says, Let all that I am praise you. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Now you notice that in the third verse, it goes on to and it repeats that, Lord. I praise you and, and everything within me, I'm praising you. And then it begins to say, the reason, one of the reasons that I'm gonna praise you is why? because of what you do for me, the benefits that I gather from my uh, relationship with you. Notice that our benefits should actually motivate praise. When you are reminded today of some of the benefit package that we have in Jesus, you ought to be motivated to praise God some more. More and better and more involved, not just half-hearted, not just singing a song. How I many you know sometimes when... Worship's going on in church, or maybe you're, you're hearing a song of praise, and you just kind of ah, 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 ah. you just kind of go along with it, kind of half-hearted. You know that when you're involved in worship, God wants you to be fully involved, spirit, soul, and body. And He tells us here, with all that is within me, I'm going to praise God. Then He tells us that one of the things that we need to realize from verse three on are that these are benefits. And when we realize some of the benefits, it motivates more praise. Now, there are actually five benefits listed in Psalm 103. And I'm only going to touch on three, and I'll do so very briefly. All right? So here we go. Remember, don't forget the benefits. How many of you know it's bad when you forget what, what is yours? So don't forget. And we have a tendency, all of us, to be a little forgetful sometimes, right? So if you're going to forget anything, forget to mow the grass, but don't forget your benefits in Christ, all right? So here we're going to review them together. Three of them. Number one, it says in verse 3, He forgives all our sins. How many sins? All, all. He forgives all of our sins. In other words, this is one of the benefits, he said, and we praise God because of your benefits. And the first is what? You forgive all of our sins. I don't think it's a mistake that this is the first benefit listed here. So why would it be the first? Because it is the most foundational benefit of a walk with God. The first thing has to be addressed are the sins of our life, and God provides forgiveness for people who call upon him. So we need to realize that when we accept Jesus Christ in our life, we receive his forgiveness. How many are thankful for that this morning? Amen. So we don't want to forget that. We want to remember that he promises to forgive all of our sins. Now, just as a reminder, who is writing this particular psalm? David. David. He's one of our most common psalmists that we read about. Do you think that David had any particular reasons to be thankful for the forgiveness of sin? Yeah, Yeah, we don't have to take a deep dive into that this morning, do we? But David had plenty of reasons, as do you and I. We have many reasons. We trip up. How many of you tripped up this week? Just a little bit. Wave at me. Some of your line, But anyway, we always trip up a little bit. The good news is when you trip up and when you yield to temptation, you fall back into something that you know is not pleasing to God, we need forgiveness. And God here says He provides forgiveness. Forgiveness for us all. Oh, there's so many great Bible examples that tell us of people who have been forgiven for so much. We have in John chapter 8 the story of the woman who was caught in adultery. And people wanted to stone her until Jesus forgave her freely. And told her and said, go and sin no more. We see in Luke chapter 19 a little guy named Zacchaeus who wanted to make sure that he saw this Jesus that he had heard will change lives. And whenever Jesus saw Zacchaeus, he said to him, Today salvation has come to your house. Today. And he went on to say, uh, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. The reality is that in Christ Jesus, we have forgiveness available for all, all of us. Don't forget your forgiveness. Number two, don't forget our healing. The next thing it says is not only does he forgive all of our sins, but he heals us of what? All our diseases. Isn't that an amazing statement that it's actually telling us that we have a lot to be thankful for? We have a lot to praise God for because not only is he a forgiver, not only is he a savior, he's also a healer. He heals sickness and disease. There is nothing too great for him. And here we see explained to us in Psalm 103 that He is our healer. The Bible teaches us many different times and places, both the Old and the New Testament, that He is a healer. He opened blind eyes, right? He healed the leper. He healed the lame. Jesus demonstrated the will of His Father in healing and doing signs and wonders when He was here. You might say, well, that's kind of cool because it's in the Bible. But what about me today? The Bible also says that Jesus Christ is the same. The same yesterday, today and forever, which means this. If he healed then. He's a healer today. You and I can claim his healing for us. James chapter five says, is anyone among you sick? says, let them call for the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer that's offered in faith will make the sick person well. What an incredible promise. How many of you think that these benefits are worth praising God for? Amen? Amen. He forgives all of our sins. He heals all of our diseases. And number three, he also will deliver you from your troubles. Don't forget your Um, let me get to the right screen. Don't forget your deliverance. The scripture actually says it this way. It says, he will rescue you from trouble. He will rescue you from trouble. One translation says, who redeems your life from the pit or rescues me from trouble. How many of you have recently had some troubles in your life? It's not unusual. It's common to all of us. But what we really need to understand is don't try to solve your own problem. Don't rely on your own wisdom, your own strength, when you're facing trouble and a problem. Learn to put your trust in him, because here he says, I'll rescue you from every one of your troubles. The Bible also says that he is a present help. Everybody say help. He's a present help when? When you're in trouble. There are times that we find ourselves in trouble. What we need to do is learn to put our trust in Him. Because the Bible also says that He is sent. Jesus was sent to bind up the brokenhearted. He was sent to proclaim liberty to those who had been held captive by various problems. You and I can rejoice today because He's a forgiver, He's a healer, and He's also a deliverer. All of us need to make sure that we're claiming the fullness of God's blessing and benefits in our life. Amen? Can I pray with you about that right now? And maybe some of you even here this morning need to ask God for forgiveness. There may be those of you who are watching through our stream or maybe those of you in the building this morning, as you're going to see in just a moment, you're going to see some, some young people and some adults who are going to be water baptized because God has done something in their life. Maybe some of you need Jesus to to forgive you of your sins and give you a new life. So this morning, as heads are bowed, I want to pray for you. If you're here this morning, you can say, Pastor, pray for me. I need forgiveness, or I need healing, or I need help to be rescued from some of my problems. Just raise your hand to the Lord. It's really not for me. It's just between you and him. Say, Lord, would you hear this prayer? This is for me. Raise your hand to the Lord. Put them back down. Father God, you see every person who is struggling today with any issues of life. And we're thankful that not only do you hear us, but you do something about it. We're asking today that you would touch these lives and make us new again in Jesus. In your name we pray, amen and amen.